It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host, and today we are going to be talking about anger and how it holds us back in life and how we can, you know, make it not be like that anymore. I'd like to talk about how anger is a protector. And that's because anger is always a secondary emotion, meaning that we have emotions and then even before we're aware that we're having them, anger swoops in and then we experience anger and that's what we express to the world. And anger is protecting us from those first emotions that we would have felt, but didn't. And anger is a protector for the person experiencing it. Um, It's shielding them from those deeper emotions that they have inside that might be uncomfortable for them. Anger is a protector because it keeps the person experiencing it from feeling vulnerable. And a lot of those emotions that anger is trying to shield and cover up are vulnerable emotions And man, the vulnerable emotions are the ones that are the most tough tough for us to process. It also, okay, anger also shields people from responsibility. Um, So we've got protecting us from big, ugly emotions that are complicated and vulnerable. And we've got shielding us from responsibility. So when anger comes in to shield us from responsibility, it can kind of create this explosion and um, in whatever the person does in their anger, whether it's like yelling or giving a really awful look to somebody or um, even, you know, getting some energetic, violent interactions with the environment, like shoving papers or slamming doors or even getting more violent and um, like shoving a person or hurting a person in some way. And so... Anger can shield the person from responsibility and they can say, well, I was so mad, I didn't know what I was doing, which um, is very rare for a person to actually be that mad, but they give themselves permission on like a subconscious level to be that way. And anger can also shield the person from the responsibility of having to understand what's underneath their anger uh, and their personal motivations and it can just shove it all away. And so it's a way for them to keep other people at arm's length because if people are questioning them, they also have to be able to put up with the anger so people just won't question me. And so now I don't have to take responsibility for things that I don't wanna have to deal with. So for the person experiencing the anger, it can be scary for them to go to those deeper vulnerable emotions and they may find vulnerability to be weak. It may mean that they're powerless. It may mean 
to them that someone will take advantage of them in some way, that they will be hurt, that they will um, lose progress that they've made in life, that they'll lose the foothold that they have if they um, tap into those emotions on any level. Um, anger can also keep us from tapping into old emotions, old, old things that were never dealt with that are buried so deeply that if they were to be touched on, the person could feel like they're cracking wide open. Um, and so anger keeps all of that at bay. And anger can be an acceptable emotion at times in our society. Well, it's reasonable that they got mad. That makes sense. But then there's no expectation for them to process it. Or there can be an expectation, but it's expected to happen later. And now the people that saw the anger aren't there for that other part of it um, to process later. And so you don't have to answer to them. There's um, no like check-in system like, well, I saw you got angry at the office. Did you go home and like process that and understand what happened? Um, now, in some extreme circumstances, yes, there's a case for that. But most of the time you can get angry about it and then go away and might not have to deal with it again. And people want to, not all people, but you know, it's tough to go in and touch those emotions, but we're each responsible for our own experiences and understanding what they meant to us. So even though I'm saying all these reasons why anger can be useful for someone to protect themselves, I'm not saying that that's an excuse to be awful, that I'm in fact encouraging the opposite. So anger can also mean that um, you wouldn't have to admit fault because if I just get angry enough and bluster enough, then no one will push back against me and I won't have to admit blame for things. I won't have to admit problems for things. And that can mean that if I bluster enough that I can keep people at arm's length around me because they don't want to come any closer. And that might be really convenient for the person who's experiencing a lot of anger because maybe they're scared of relationships. They don't know how to be in relationship with people. They don't, how to, they don't know how to communicate. And it's intimidating to them. And so they will be just more intimidating to push back against um, the relationships and they'll just look scary on purpose so that they don't need to be in relationships. Now, why am I talking about all of this on a podcast that loves to talk about codependency? Because so many of the people that codependents love to take care of have anger problems. And so the codependent thinks well, if they're mad at me, then they must have something really deep going on and I can save them from it. And I'll keep forgiving them for, um, you know, the things that they say when they're angry or the behaviors that they do or throwing things or, you know, punching holes in our walls or breaking our doors or just being in general inappropriate and um, stepping on people's emotions and feelings because they got louder and so loud wins. Um, and that's actually not the truth. Loud doesn't get to win. Um, and if you know someone who is 
experiencing a lot of anger, you don't have to put up with it. You don't have to allow them to decide that they can say those things to you or step on your emotions in that way. Um, your job is not to make yourself small around them. Your job is to say, well, you need to take care of that and I'm not taking care of that for you. And you can set a boundary. You cannot talk to me like that. You can talk to me about the situation when your voice is calmer. You need to go process how you feel about this so that we can talk about the deeper emotions involved and why you don't want this situation to happen. Oftentimes, codependent people feel like they have to teach someone else how to be a better human. But their version of teaching the other person is to stand alongside them and do every ounce of the work with them, sometimes for them. But in fact, doing the work so closely with a person um, and doing it for them makes the person incapable of learning how to do it themselves. In fact, the best teachers are actually unattached to outcomes. Like you may want it for the person, but you are not going to sacrifice yourself to make sure that they have it, that they learn that lesson. The best teachers are unattached to outcomes because they do not accept excuses and they are not personally vested. They're not going to sacrifice themselves for the other person and so they won't do the work for the other person. The best teachers are just that because they hold the other person accountable for their own actions. And so the best teachers aren't making excuses and saying, well, it's okay because blah, blah, blah happened in their childhood or because they haven't yet learned how to funnel their emotions in a different way. And so if the person is interested in actually learning, you could explain something to them, but then it would be their job to learn how to apply it and actually do the inner work to make that happen. So if you have a person in your life who experiences anger or excess anger, um, it's not your job to solve the problems for them as that they create because of their anger. It is their own job to solve the problems because of their anger. And if you are a person experiencing anger, um, question yourself about if you're avoiding the emotions that are underneath that. I know for me personally, when I experience anger is because I've actually felt victimized. It's because I feel sad. It's because I feel powerless and I don't want to feel those things because they're hard. And so instead I'll get mad about it. But when I dig around long enough, it always comes back to something uncomfortable for me to experience. But anger is easier to experience because it has a quotient of control to it. Because at least if I'm mad, I still have power and I still have control of the situation. And if I let go of my anger, now I have to feel sad. Or I have to realize that I felt taken advantage of. Or that I felt like a victim. Or maybe I'm actually unhappy with myself because I didn't stand up for myself in the way that I wished that I had. That I had. And so I'm mad at myself. And that has definitely happened. And so if you find yourself getting mad, you need to understand what the emotions are that are under it. And oftentimes I found in myself personally and it, with working with my clients in my therapy practice 
that when anger happens, it's because something is unjust. And that doesn't mean it's unjust by society standards um, as a whole. It means that it's unjust in that person's eyes. And so that could be um, unjust in their understanding of how people have treated them in the world. Like their worldview means this, or it could mean that's, uh, that's unjust in a subculture um, and not just by the way the majority culture sees it. If you are a person experiencing anger, you know, what part of the situation do you not want to see? What part of the situation um, would you rather just have hidden from you because you don't want to deal with it? What, what emotions are you trying to avoid? And so those are, those are some questions that I think you should be asking yourself um, if you are the one experiencing anger. Because anger is definitely telling you that something is not okay because I believe that all emotions are alarm bells for us telling us what's happening in our life. And sometimes they're a fire bell saying something's really wrong that you need to deal with right now. And sometimes they're more like chimes telling us that everything is pleasant and enjoyable and carry on. And so when you have an emotion, which kind of bell is that for you? And how much do you need to be paying attention to change it? Or how much do you need to be paying attention to, oh, I need to replicate this because my life is better and um, more fucking amazing when I'm doing that. Or when I'm surrounding myself with those people or when I take care of myself. But if you have a person in your life who is angry, you are not responsible for fixing the problems that they cause because of their anger. If you think that you're going to help them by taking care of it for them, um, you're just going to continue to perpetuate that they don't have to solve their own problems and they'll never learn how to do it. If the person in your life who experiences anger wants personal growth, you can share ideas with them, you can share resources with them, and ideas with them, but that has to happen in a moment where they're not angry. People can't process new information when they're angry, and so trying to explain things, um, it is that's not the right time to be explaining things. Um, you know, all of their systems are on high alert. They might be in fight or flight, and so in fight or flight, you're just trying to survive, even if they caused their own anger. And so you're not going to be able to explain things to them. You're not going to be able to share new ideas with that person when they're angry. Um, and if you need to communicate with them, definitely do it in short, succinct sentences that communicate the simplest piece of information that you need to communicate with them about that moment or what needs to happen next for this situation to stop. Um, if they do want to learn something, you have to share that new information with them at the right moment. So one, they're not angry. Two, they're calm. Um, three, they're open to it. So you can express it. And if they don't have any interest in it, you have done your part of the communication, which is extending it to them. Their part of the communication is to receive that information and decide what they wanna do with it. And so if you have shared it with them once, you do not need to keep pestering them with it because that's just going to drive you crazy. You're going to keep feeling like you need to share this information with them and potentially cram it down their throats. Um, but that's you feeling responsible for changing them. And it makes you feel resentful in the end because they're not doing what you asked them to. 
And don't they see how much work you've put into their um, personal growth? And why aren't they growing yet? Because you have done so much work. But if you stop doing all of that work, you suddenly realize that you don't have to be resentful with them anymore about overcoming their anger. And now you have more space to take care of you. And they will choose to work on their anger whenever they choose to work on their anger. But now you can be detached from it. So I hope today has been useful for you as you ponder the anger that you experience, because I definitely get angry and need to like process my own stuff. And I hope that you get some new ideas about how to handle the people around you in your life that experience anger. And you don't have to take care of it for them. They're in charge of their own problems. If you'd like to learn more about codependency in your work life and in your personal life, you can go on over to soulamplified.org to watch my free webinar. And then if you would like, you can apply at the end of that webinar for a free strategy session call with me to talk about how you can begin to make choices to make your life more amazing and in whatever way you feel like that is. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful day and I will uh, be in your earbud next Wednesday, the next time you listen to a podcast. Be well. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.